We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to WEEI. I'm Megan Ottolini. We have Christian Arcan taking a day off. So joining me here today, this afternoon, to talk... A whole bunch of Patriots is the one Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. How are you doing, Andy? I am tremendous. Thank you for asking. And I appreciate right off the bat, Mego brought me a bag of chips. I won't say what brand, but they are barbecue. And she expects me to lick them later on the program. It's right. not required. That's a weird place to it start. Seems like you, were you told me to about, lick them. You were talking about licking chips yesterday and you're doing a nice fill in here. So I was trying to give you... It's trying to throw you a bone. It gives you a more intense uh, digestion of flavor. Mm, that's true. Is this really where it's two, it's two o two? Patriots Nation is on fire. The Boston sports scene is upside down, and we have resorted to chip licking already. Bunch of chip lickers over here. Bunch of chip lickers. That's over what's up? Yeah, that's right. I bet you, Mego, I bet you wish you had only uh, licked the chip, if you will, back when you took the hot chip challenge a couple months back. Oh my God, that might have been worse. No, yeah. There is no evading that. I don't even want to think about that. I'm just lucky I didn't suffer the uh, the delayed consequences, the side effects that Fourier did later oh, that you night. Didn't? I just he assumed had, everybody. No, would. he had some serious indigestion. Oh, I, would. I did not. Oh, oh are we calling no indigestion way. the other thing? It's it, it's under the Pepto Bismol umbrella. We'll say that when you're sliding into third and you feel <laughs> that when you're walking through the jungle and you feel something rumble. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Fitzy, how Along are you doing? Paul. Okay, can I go now, please? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's been a great show, guys. Terrific. What's up, bud? Oh, man, I'm you know I'm fired up to talk four hours of Patriots football, Boston sports, and more. You know, the more removed we get from Sunday, and Andy and I had to immediately process because we had a full, action-packed, collar-laden, almost four-hour post-game show immediately following the disappointment in Buffalo Sunday. Um, I just sort of thought, like a lot of people, like, yeah, you know, I guess it's time for this to come to an end. Let's pick up the pieces and uh, we'll put the paperclip in the back of the Nintendo next fall. But we need a break because this season was so frustrating. The further removed I get, and I'm not going to put the cart before the horse because I know we got a lot more coming up, but this season's making me angrier by the day. Now that it's over? I feel yeah. I just feel better it's over. Oh, no. You I feel, feel angrier. I feel much worse about this season. I feel worse about every aspect, all three phases. All 53, all 22, you name it. You put a number to it, as long as it belongs to the Patriots, it actually makes me more aggravated. Okay, so you're talking numbers, and I want to jump right into this because this is a story that's been developing since Bill Belichick's availability yesterday, in which Karen Gregian, who just won Sports Writer of the Year, Karen Gregian of the Boston Herald. She's the best. Huge shout-out to Karen. Uh, I forget the association. Is it like NSWA? 
I think that's it. I'm going to, I'll double NSFW. check. NSFW. Whatever. A bunch of letters gave her this very prestigious award that she's very deserving of for reasons like this. She asked Bill Belichick at his availability yesterday about that free agency spending spree that the team went on following the 2020 season. Let's just, in case you missed it, here's the answer he gave. When you look at the National Football League and the salary cap situation, um, and it's the same for all teams, um, what we try to do is we look at it over a time frame. Uh, So one year is a Polaroid snapshot, but actually there are multiple years involved and at some point the reconciliation has to come so our spending in 2020 our spending in 2021 and our spending in 2022 the aggregate of that uh, was we were 27th in the league in cash spending so so a couple years were low one year was high but over a three-year period um we're one of the lowest spending teams in the league. So had we averaged that out and in those three years, you would have had the same numbers. So whether it's two low and one high or, you know, two medium or three medium or, you know, two sort of high and one really low, whatever it is, it, there's an average that comes. And so that's the three-year average. We're 27th in the league in cash spending. I thought that the, in retrospect, the free agency, we added a lot of really good players to this football team. Um, And, you know, some guys have been very productive for us. Some guys have had less production than some of the highly productive players. Uh, But overall, we're a much better football team with the players that we added, including the players that we re-signed to the team who were free agents. Okay. So, I mean, that that goes on. Before we even get to that, I just want to throw this out there because Jim McBride from the Boston Globe, who, if you remember, at the very beginning of the season, he had the one-on-one sit-down with Bill Belichick. Uh, He clarified this after that answer, uh, reached out from the Boston Globe, and this is, I believe, exclusively from Belichick. He wrote, asked for clarification, Belichick told the Globe the Patriots, quote, spend to the cap every year. What I said has nothing to do with ownership's commitment to spending fully. To take it as any kind of slight, when Robert and Jonathan Kraft have done nothing but support my recommendations on contracts, couldn't be further from the point. Now I'm going to release the big dog, Andy Hart. So there's two issues here. This is PR spin is one of the potential options, right? Because I'm sorry, everybody who heard that live went, what did he just say? Who's he talking to? What's he? What's the point? Like that was immediate, like reaction to him saying we're twenty seventh in the league in spending the last three years. So let's pretend that he didn't intend it to be a shot at the people that spend the owners. So we're gonna pretend like he's a completely different man than he's been for sure. all the years that but that anyone has covered up. Stick with me okay. here. Just just play I'm just, along. I want to suspend belief to fu- to play. I along. don't want to call him a liar just yet. So okay. he says he didn't intend it to be a shot. At Robert and Jonathan, a slight to use his terms with Jim McBride. Um, what did you think people were going to react to that kind of a comment? No one cares more about his words in press conferences and how they are portrayed and received 
than Bill Belichick. He cares if players hear it. He cares if media hears it. He cares what is being said. He controls the narrative like any, like no other. And I Two believe medium or three medium or he doesn't really understand averages. We got through that yesterday because <laughs> three mediums would have averaged out to medium. So you'd be like 15th or 16th in the league, not 27th. But for him to not think this was going to create ripples and waves and be taken as a slight toward Robert and Jonathan Kraft, the other option is he's lost his fastball. Like, you you didn't think people would take this as a slight when you said we're 27th in spending? What did you think people were going to say? Because there's no other way to take it than you're at the bottom of the league in spending. I'd also ask a quick question. I know you're ready to pounce. So you're 27th, and he did say something to the effect that, you know, you it comes to fruition or whatever. Um, so does that mean the 26 teams ahead of you are in cap hell right now? Next are, question. Because if you're sort of talking about your business model and not saying anything about Robert, just the, the way you guys work, and maybe you're the cheap one, you're fiscally responsible because you went to Wesleyan and you're an economics major, are you telling me the 26 teams ahead of you are in cap hell? They're idiots. Look how much money they spent. We spent one year, but we're smart. We averaged it out to be 27th. You think that's what he's saying? Well, and before we get the second point, I think, is is the most compelling to me that you're making. And I, I want to go there for a second. I do just want to clarify here because Bill has been always trying to give us this sleight of hand in media availabilities. Yep. So he's always, you're asking mm-hmm. a question about this. I'm going to misdirect you over here to something that's not necessar- necessarily factually untrue a lot Two of the sort time. Of high and one really low. But it's something different for you to play with. And the fact is, where they're spending all of this money, it's it's not even about the big, like the the amount. It's about where they're spending it and the lack of production that they're getting out of it. I believe Karen used the phrase "bang for your buck." Yes, did you feel like you got bang for your buck? And a lot of kids like to say ROI these days. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah, business kids school that. kids. What up, HBS? Dorky want to punch them, kids. <laughs> yeah, Fitzy. Like, so Smart you bring kids. up Johnu Smith, and you and we're going to talk about free agents that the Patriots are going to have coming down on the horizon, but you you look at Nelson Aguilar. Like, you can pick so many, even guys who started out well last season with Kendrick Bourne, with Hunter Henry, Mm -hmm. such productive seasons last year. You made them turn into ghosts this year. So, you know, I think it's, it's a fair, definitely a fair question from Karen. And what Bill was trying to do here, to get back to what you were talking about here, Andy, about his fastball, he was trying to pull the old bait and switch. Hey, okay, you're saying this. Well, I'm trying to make you look over here because this sounds like something else. Yeah, but what's and over here? Robert Kraft and Jonathan exactly. Kraft? Exactly. In their checkbook? And so when you say that Bill has lost his fastball, <coughs> and Fitzy, I want, I, I want, I really want to hear from you on this. When Bill has lost his fastball, you mm-hmm. think he's lost his comprehension of how the media is going to digest things and spit them back out at him? Uh, or maybe just his barometer and manipulative skills. Maybe he's not. Like, he had another example. The the Bills didn't make him punt where he brought up a, up a fake punt that never really existed. Like, he's oh, still right. trying to distract. Yeah. He's still trying to manipulate. But he's not doing as good a job. It's not as sharp. And then there was the nope. Alan Siegel Sunday press conference, Andy, where Alan asked him about the penalties, and he goes into <laughs> how, like, defensively we're, we're like, 10th least penalized. Right. Uh, Christian calls it gaslighting. Any one of us may refer to it as sleight of hand or the media manipulation or just, you know, up to, as I like to go back to and say time and again, obtusely Belichickian things. Look, I think he was pushing back on a narrative that he thinks is eating away at his legacy, reputation, and credibility, which is, hey, I, I, I went to management 
and asked for the keys to the suitcase so I could press the spend money button during the uncharacteristically aggressive offseason last year. And now I go from 10 and 7 to 8 and 9. People are immediately just going to start doing some very simple math. And that's okay because sometimes simple math is the best math when it comes to football because whoever scores the most points wins games. And you win more games, you do better, and you go to the postseason. And the Patriots aren't there. The Patriots did not get enough ROI or bang for their buck from these players. So Bill tried to bring out this entire, you know, like chalkboard of unnecessary math to try two to confuse all of them. Two low and one high or... One high, three small, three mediums. two mediums. Uh, just like explaining a card game that is as simple as like whoever has the higher hand wins. Like war. It, it's complete. Exactly. Like he's trying to explain like it's pie gal when it's really war. Like it's so freaking simple. And what he's doing, Andy, this is... This is like, if you loved, well, Cam threw for 350 yards, then you'll love the excuse-making Bill does when he goes into why they've spent money, but technically they're one of the cheapest in the league. I know that a lot of this, this is like Miguel's Pat's cap territory, which just bores and confounds the regulars and the casuals of us in Patriots Nation. But my God, how uh, how unnecessary, number one, to go down this road. And, and you're right, Andy, like... If Bill Belichick wasn't aware that even if he wasn't sending a shot across the bow of RKK and Jonathan Kraft, how 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 where did he think that that right. salvo was going to go? And like if if it's friendly fire, it's it's incidental, sure. But like he said, he just made a giant mess for himself. He could have just answered the last part. We added good football players that I believe made our team better. Wouldn't that have been a better answer to the actual question? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because that's where he usually veers towards. Right. It's usually shorter is better with Bill. But as to what you said there, friendly fire, Fitzy, mm-hmm. it made me think about the owners' meetings uh, around this time or, you know, very early spring last year. Yep. When again, we hear from RKK saying we haven't won a playoff game in three years. And, or four now years, four. whatever it was at well, the time. Well, now it's four. It was three. Yeah, at the time. three years four. at the time. You could hear four him years in between now. the truck backing up. And yeah, so I audience. wonder, you know, that it does seem like a little, if friendly or not, a little crossfire between these two parties, which it's always been a little tension there. But when there's actual friction, you just no, wonder, there's like, no friction. Are you taking not? it as friction? No, this is not a slight at Robert and Jonathan Kraft. Bill said so. Bill told Jim McBride, no, there's nothing to see here. Move along. What I do find interesting. And this is not maybe a shot at the Boston Globe. I don't know. I feel like the comment was everywhere. The 27th in spending was everywhere. It was on all the radio stations, TV. Everybody was talking about it. I don't really hear anybody talk about the Jim McBride report where Bill sort of poo-poos the comment. And that's the problem for Bill is the, the, the cat is out of the bag. And the cat mm-hmm. that most people saw was a shot at Robert Kraft, not your clarification later to the Globe. It was a big cat. It's a and big you're like, cat. Yeah, how are you going to catch it now? It's fast. It's a big, it's a big Cat's gone. I don't know. Do you think the cat's gone? Give us a call. 617-779-7937. Belichick! Do you feel Belichick! like this was a shot from Belichick at the crafts? Or was it just friendly fire? Does it matter to you at this point? Give us a call right after trending. We're going to look ahead to what Bill might be doing behind the scenes as well in terms of bringing in a new offensive coordinator, or is it just radio silence out there? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mega and Hart this afternoon. We are talking about Bill Belichick. Did he fire shots at the Crafts yesterday saying that they are the 27th in spending? Over the last three years, however you do that math. Have you double-checked that math, Andy? No, I trust you. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. Let's ask What Miguel. does it really mean, though? What does 27th in cap spending mean no, versus no, cash spending? Cash spending. Sorry, no, did I say cap? Spending. Cash spending. He is, he is noting cash spending, which is the amount of money in the three-year span that they actually paid out. So that includes salaries, bonus money, that on the oh. cap may actually be extended over future years. It was paid right. out. Actual paychecks. Okay, actual paychecks. Did he mention how he continues to hire people that are currently being paid by other teams because they want to be thrifty when hiring other coaches to the detriment and development of their players while he also receives the highest paycheck in the NFL himself? Well, uh, I'm no. glad I'm glad you brought that up because people like to say, well, it doesn't matter what you pay your coach because he's not on the cap. That uh, is accurate. But it is cash. That yes. does fall under the umbrella if you're Robert Kraft of cash spending. So, if you're paying him 20, 25, 30 million dollars a year, mm-hmm. that's added to your 27th in the NFL cash spending. If you add, let's just use Curran's number. He threw 30 out there. It was an mm-hmm. estimate. Yeah, no, no, I know, but let's yeah. just use it. It's fun. Pretty, yeah, fun. no, I'm Smart just making sure it's So, 330s is a 90. If you add 90 million to the 27th in cash spending the last three years. You think they move up the list a little? I think so, yeah. A lot, because you know what? by far the highest paid yeah. coach in professional sports. We're not talking about just the NFL. Mm, yeah, so maybe, that's interesting, maybe. Bill. You want to focus on cash spending. I want to focus on how much cash I'm spending on you to make the worst decision in the history of this franchise when you made Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator. And maybe if Cam Accord was actually coaching for more than gift certificates to Splitsville and Bar Louie, maybe he would have done a better He's like job. a ref. You really should make Cam Accord a full-time coach. Oh <laughs> he would get God. better production for you. Uh, but honestly, would it surprise you if all those salaries were like some of the lowest in the league because Bill's getting most of the money and nope. he's, he, he's nope. sopping it up himself? No. Nope. Hence why he does 10 different jobs? Hence why... Cash is not something I think he should be talking about. I think he should focus on cap. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. Here's Joe and Mel's, Melrose wanting to talk about that spending. Joe, you're on. Yeah, hi, guys. How you doing? Um, yeah, no, what I think is if Belichick might, this might be his last year, 
what I think is like um, when Be- Kraft gave Belichick like two hundred million to spend like uh, after the Cam Newton year, and Kraft's going to go to Belichick. Well, what'd you do with all this money? And because the Patriots have a lot of cap space this off season, because Belichick's going to go to Kraft and say, "I need to spend more in free agents, spend more money." And the thing is, it's like you don't give somebody like a hundred million, two hundred million to spend if they're on the hot seat. Because one of the things I think uh, Bill Belichick wants to do, he'd probably want to bring in Jimmy G and replace Mac Jones. But Jimmy G is going to cost a lot of money, and Mac Jones is still on his rookie contract. And you know, Bel- you know, Kraft's probably not going to want to spend the money to do that. All right, thanks, Joe. Jimmy G getting added to the roster. What do you guys make of that idea? Don't rule it out. I do not rule any significant change, both in terms of personnel and coaching out this offseason. Things have gotten so weird in the last 48 hours from Belichick's incidental shot across the bow of the USS RKK to the email that Robert Kraft sent out. Uh, No, I do not rule any changes out from quarterback who got no ringing endorsement. From his coach, I understand. I just got blacked out. On the <laughs> Wait, what feed. happened? Apparently, That's, the Patriots have actually gotten eerie? in touch. There with you go. Our You're back. Feed. You're back. <laughs> Black him out quick. He's revealing too many state secrets. Uh, I don't rule any of that out. No, I, I, I wouldn't be as surprised if Bill Belichick wasn't coaching next year as I wouldn't be if Mac Jones were playing for the Raiders or the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not ruling any of it out. I oh. think there's going to be huge change. Not big. Huge changes coming to Foxborough. Well, we know Mac is capable of playing quarterback in the National Football League. He has League. the ability. Oh, sorry, the ability. He has to play. the ability. And of course, the Raiders are a team that just happens to be in the National Football League. So that would be a good fit with him and Josh McDaniels. I uh, I think you're going to see a lot of current Patriots whose jerseys may or may not have sold too many copies in the Patriots Pro Shop this year playing in Las Vegas. Good news is Patriots will actually get to see him again. Pa- Pats fans will see him next year just be in a Raiders uniform. Is that good news? If he's no. beating you. It's not. Nope. You referenced, uh, Fitzy, you referenced the letter that was sent out to team ticket holders that we talked about yesterday. That was the email that you were just referencing, correct? Yes, that was the one that sort of got passed all around yesterday where Robert Kraft uh, addressed the STMs, uh, the season ticket members, telling them how he found it unacceptable the way that the season finished up. Big changes would be coming, thanking them for their generous support over the years. Look, I get a chance to... Uh, you know, we knock it around a little bit on the podcast and beyond, but I make a point of arriving, Mego, every every game day in Foxborough, hours before the game kicks off, just to walk around the lots and, like, talk to the season ticket holders, see what's on their mind, how they're feeling. Then when I do the talk show in the stadium, it's with all season ticket members before I go do the Jumbotron, you know, song and dance routine. And I tell you, honestly, two, like, the majority of them were really, really unhappy this season. Like, like. This is why I call it a lost season. This is a waste of a season because they all feel like it was just completely whizzed away, like it was totally squandered. And their faith in Bill, for somebody that they all have temples and shrines to and that they who they worshipped as much as they did Tom Brady for all those years, is starting to erode. Signific- not just a little bit where it's like, I'm not so sure about Bill these days. You know, he is our guy, so we'll give him another couple of years. Like, no, they're really, really mad. They're oh, yeah. super disappointed. There is a portion of the fan base that's more than ready to move on. Now, I don't know based on calls and Twitter interaction if that's 1%, 3%, 8%. No, go I, higher, I Andy. It's not a kid's – if we're looking at it as, like if, uh, everyone always does, like, let's play blame pie. Put it this way. It's not a kid-sized slice of pizza at a Chuck E. Cheese or at a Papa Gino's. Like, it's an actual grown-up adult-sized slice of pizza that would go in terms of – like, the fan that's base would be like – 
if you say like it's Mayo coaching or McDaniels came back or like they they overpaid for Sean Payton, there's a sizable portion of the fan base right now that would say like, thanks, Bill, but I'm good. I can't believe that. It's true. Well, I can believe it. I mean, we've been spoiled. The bar has been raised in Boston by Belichick, by Brady, and Robert Kraft leads the way. I think that we can't overlook the fact that for a certain portion, the critical portion of the fan base, they were empowered by the owner. If the owner is going to say, I'm pissed we haven't won a playoff game in four years. I'm pissed we're not a contender every year. I expect us to be a contender every year. Doesn't that give you as a right, the, the, the patriarch of the organization, the former you, the guy who used to sit on the metal benches at Foxborough Stadium, mm-hmm. who writes the checks, not as many checks as Bill would maybe like to write, who knows, we can get into that, but if he tells you he's mad, doesn't that give you reason to be mad? Doesn't that sort of validate your, your emotion? Absolutely, and that's why when we talk about the friendly fire and trying to frame it that way between Kraft and Belichick, I'm not sure how friendly it is because Kraft started off that statement that he made in front of reporters at the owners' meeting in Florida, in front of reporters like Tommy Curran and Phil Perry, who he knows are going to go back and base a television show around that, several television shows. He started that out saying, I'm a Patriots fan before anything else. He's putting Mm -hmm. himself in your shoes, saying, just like you, this isn't just a business to me. I want to see this team win and win playoff games. And so I do do think that it gives fans the right to feel like they can turn and say, this is not meeting my expectations. However, even if those expectations are incredibly lofty compared to any other sports franchise. No, and that's totally okay. Apologize for stepping on your toes there. But, Mago, think about this. Like, Robert Kraft looks out, and I understand a lot of it was the weather and it was a holiday, but it's December 24th. It's Christmas Eve. 45,000 people in a 67,000-seat stadium on Christmas Eve to watch the Patriots no-show for a half against the Bengals. They're spending a couple hundred million dollars building the new end zone sports club, super lighthouse and routine next year to have, what, a forfeits-filled stadium? You got people selling their tickets on the on the secondhand market for fifty dollars to Patriots games. You're not selling merchandise from the pro shop. Everyone's getting pro shop emails every day with twenty five to sixty five percent off. You're now becoming one of the teams that get mentioned in the second tier and the third tier of columns, either analyzing or lamenting Patriots losses and uh, the NFL on a regular basis. Robert Kraft doesn't need to win the Super Bowl every year, but he wants to be mentioned. He wants to be relevant. He wants to be where he was at the top, and who wouldn't once you become like addicted to and drunk on all the success they had for two decades? Yeah, and the Sunday night football, getting bumped from Sunday night oh, football oof. is another one oh. of those. Now, I will say, I think the club that they're building at the end of the stadium is also to bring in revenue on non-football days and, and is part of the overall business plan. Maybe Only a business... so many times Optimum Cross Insurance are going to rent that out, Andy. But maybe a business plan that is trying to sort of uh, divest itself from simply winning and losing on the football field because maybe a business model that is no longer uh, driven by success on the football field because the success on the football field has been less. As much as I'd love to talk about all the crafts, profit margins and everything and how ROI. they're di- diversifying their portfolio. I think that's a different station. I want to turn to uh, Tommy Curran. As I just mentioned, he was on Gresham Fourier. I'm still getting used to saying that. Gresham Fourier, he was on our midday show and he was asked about Bill O'Brien because Bill O'Brien has been the name that we're hearing the most around here over the last three weeks. Like he's going to come in and be the savior that picks Mac Jones back up from this regression year that he had 
obviously, I think to the fault of Matt Patricia, first and foremost, but, you know, Mac is the one out on the field, but mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien's going to come back and set him right. And so has Bill Belichick made that call yet? They asked Tommy Curran that. If no one reports on Bill O'Brien's status as to whether or not he's talked to the Patriots and it is still saying he hasn't, once we stop saying hearing that Bill O'Brien hasn't talked to the Patriots, then we can actually maybe think that maybe they reached out. But so far, it still hasn't. hasn't. What, what about Cliff? Of- okay, that was for you at the end. Really wanting to talk about Cliff Kingsbury, which we won't get to later in the show. <laughs> but the point that that Kern is make, making and that he made on Twitter, maybe a little bit more clearly. Yes. No contact <laughs> with Bill O'Brien. Much clearer far. on Twitter. <laughs> no. Do you have the tweet in front of you? Yes. Read that off. As of this is from Tommy Curran at one o four p.m. As of this time, still no contact between the Patriots and Bill O'Brien, which can me can either mean one, getting mm-hmm. to it; two, not interested; three, happy with the status quo; or four, don't know how to break it to the fellas that it wasn't a good year on offense. Well, what what about Cliff? Changed- and that's enough for you. We're going to get to Cliff Kingsbury, but okay, getting to it and and don't know how to break it to the fellas. It wasn't a good year on offense. Isn't that in the same bucket? Is that one in the same? Uh, no, you could have, you know, you got a whole list of things you need to do over the first day, day and a half, two days. Now, isn't this the priority? I mean, God, yes, I was going to say it should be number uh, one. Get on the phone, get on the phone with him. Your phone works on the freaking airplane. Send him a text and iMessage. So much about the Red Sox saying that, and I know this is not Patriots talk, but saying that Xander Bogarts was the priority, the number one priority in the offseason. Mm-hmm. This should be truly, not in the Red Sox sense, this, this should truly be the number one priority. Get a competent, good offensive coordinator on the phone right now. You should be calling all of them because you know what's happening out there? You're not the only one in need. No. The carousel is flying right now. Yep. And coaches are flying off. And they're looking and to jump back on. on head coaching horse. jobs, uh, assistant sure. jobs are all going so, to be coming. And but you, you, you said you want them to go get an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it has to be Billy O'Brien? Well, Could they just, have? Maybe they've already called somebody they prioritize. Would you be okay with that if they have a candidate? We all talk about Billy O'Brien or bust. We've done it for a full year now, basically too much. So. Yeah. But maybe they have somebody. If they are all in on somebody and have already contacted him, does that make you feel good? Yeah, because there's a plan. No matter plan. who it is. You know what? No, well, I'll well, say this Well, there was a plan much. with Patricia. No, it, no, it well, wasn't. Is there another Andy. Belichick we it haven't found out about yet? Andy, that oh. wasn't a plan. Stop it. So I, I set this up with Bill O'Brien here because this is from a couple of days ago from Tampa Bay Times reporter Rick Stroud, who's very tight in down there. He opined this. If the Bucks move on from offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich after this season, especially if Tom Brady decides to return to Tampa Bay, the coach to keep an eye on is Bill O'Brien. O'Brien is very close friends with Bucks general manager Jason Light from their days of working together in New England. A year ago, then Bucks coach Bruce Arians was pretty confident that Leftwich was going to be hired as head coach by the Jacksonville Jaguars to replace Urban Myers. The Bucks at that point contacted O'Brien, who would have replaced Leftwich, but it all fell apart when the Jags hired Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Uh, there's no question Bowles has been very supportive of Leftwich, but the diminishing returns speak for themselves. O'Brien has been linked to other job openings, and it's not like Brady and Leftwich are at each other's throats. Still, that doesn't mean there couldn't be a change. And it also wasn't a disaster. Mm. I know people were disappointed in Tampa, their record, and Tom Brady broke the NFL record for attempts and completions, correct? 
Correct. And okay. threw from still through 25 touchdown passes, less than 10 picks, uh, about 5,000 yards. Yes, I know it's his only losing season on I'd record. I'd kill for that offense. <laughs> I would. Ki- are you kidding me? I would, and, and also they dealt with all their injuries. It was like you know, it, it wasn't Marshall Newhouse 2019 Patriots offensive line bad, but they they had a lot of card shuffling in the offensive line deck this year. Injuries at receiver as well. I'm not making excuses for Brady. He didn't exactly have his most spot on season. I wonder where his mind was this year. Uh, it was kind of all over the place. It was with but attorneys. If but if you're if you're Bill O'Brien, Mego, right? Yeah, it was with his exactly. It was with a jujitsu instructor in Costa Rica. Yeah, it was also with people at FTX. You guys went bankrupt. Lose this number. So if if you're if you're Brady and you're thinking about either trying to force your way into San Francisco, I doubt they'll be interested. Maybe making it the Las Vegas Braiders. If you want to see if Miami's available, whatever. And Bill O'Brien's like, no, don't go anywhere. I promise you, I can fix this. Wouldn't you rather stay where you're already located, closer to the kids? as opposed to having to go on yet another free agency tour, which could be full of disappointment for Brady at age 46? Yes, and it's also where I'd want to go if I were Billy O'Brien because he knows Tom Brady. I know it's a short-term thing with Brady because at some point he's going to be old and done, but it's a short-term thing. But it's also, and a lot of people I know Tom brought this up about Kingsbury, mm-hmm. lifestyle. We, we learned two weeks ago when Blaine Gabbert was out jet skiing on a Thursday afternoon to oh, save a guy's life son of a that blank. playing for the Bucks might be a little bit more relaxed and beneficial to your work-life balance than playing for New England, correct? Coaching yeah, being the same thing? Talk, yeah, he's humble bragging. Hey, he saved someone's life, sure, but he humble brags about being on a jet ski on a Thursday. Right. Meanwhile, the rest it's of us game are de-icing our driveway. And, but it's a oh, game it's week. It was a game week, and on Thursday yeah. afternoon, he was jet skiing with his brother. And Andy, can I also highlight this, that if Bill O'Brien does say like, oh, the hell with it, I like life down south, I like the warmer weather, whatever, if he goes to Tampa, A, it's not like Todd Bowles just signed a 10-year deal, not that that even matters that much in the current college or NFL head coaching landscape, what if it's sort of like, okay, I can draft a guy to groom behind Brady, I can put some head coaching shine on myself by working with Brady for a year or two, he could take over in Tampa as well as he could maybe get a job somewhere else without having to deal with with Belichick hours, Belichick grumpiness, and the New England media. Well, and that's the other side. Andy, as you said, it's not, it might be a short-term product working project working with Brady. Well, it might be a short-term stay for Bill O'Brien wherever he goes because he's not going to be satisfied being offensive coordinator. He wants to be a head coach again. Right. So that lines up nicely. I just wanted to point out this Rick Stroud article just to underline that all of these guys are tied to each other. The NFL world is small. And you could say, oh, well, he has his roots in New England here and, mm. you know, his kids in college here, whatever. You can find all these different reasons for him to come here. If you go read what these other writers from other franchises who are beat reporters for other insiders for other franchises are writing, they're writing about all the connections that their guys have to that guy. Everybody is connected. And you have an advantage. Now, it doesn't feel like an advantage, but you're done. The Bucks are still playing. They cannot pursue next year's offensive coordinator until they finish out the year in the playoffs. With this year's, mm-hmm. off, you have that advantage of you could be putting together your new staff right now. They could be to work by the end of the week or the beginning of next week on next season. And the fact that they haven't reached out, I do think, from my perspective, is alarming because uh, I, I. You think? But again, yeah. what? Okay, let me offer up something from the text line. I know Mego sometimes has a. Uh, slanted eye towards the text line or the side eye. I'm sorry. Um, are you going to read the text that just says diarrhea, diarrhea? No, no, no. no. We're <laughs> okay. the point by a texter. I would have earlier, but uh, 207, would the uh, taco following Adam Gase, if he were number one on Bill Belichick's list, would you have any interest in that? Because you said 
if he prioritized a plan, you don't really care who it is, if he prioritized an actual plan, if the plan was Adam Gase, Mego would say, Let's get to the other side on that because we had to hit a break. Uh, How are you feeling? Bill O'Brien, no phone calls from Bill Belichick, radio silence from Foxborough. Meanwhile, the coaching carousel is flying. Are you feeling anxiety? Do you think it's going to be Matt Patricia again next year? Give us a call, 617-779-7937. We'll be right back. Before break, Andy Hart asked me how I'd feel about Adam Gase. Yes. Being a suitor that the Patriots are courting as offensive coordinator. Now, you you first presented this before throwing the name out there as if it's a potential offensive coordinator who's not Bill O'Brien, but it's someone they're working towards behind the scenes, would that make you feel better? And I said yes, because then there would be some semblance of a plan, which we haven't had from Belichick often since Mm. Brady's departure. Starting with Brady's departure, what was the plan there after Brady left? I don't feel good about Adam Gase. I'm sure how you could. That's that's not a good choice. No, thank you. Okay, so maybe I need to reframe this. The plan needs to be something that we can be optimistic about. Or how about someone else makes the plan? How about someone else makes the plan, Mego? And I only jump in here because... Wait, other than Bill? No, Andy, you brought up... This was a really good point you brought up the other night. It pains me terribly to have to compliment you. What was it? Which one? It was was the one. That's why it stuck out clear as a bell. (laughs) I, I saw it. Uh, was it when he away. was screaming at the caller about slants and downfield throwing? <laughs> oh no! Uh, listen, I can't. T- you know, I can't tell if I love Andy versus Steve from Fall River, Andy versus Danny from Quincy. So many towns, so many angry callers. It was so many a downfield slant. <laughs> All right, I'm just not going to take your call if you're going to be wrong. But so I digress. Post. Calmer voices, calmer voices. So, Andy, you brought up the <laughs> fact that Belichick, in his fastidious preparation and his sometimes almost like maniacal, pedantic attention to detail, that he sometimes gets like locked in so much so on one certain something that he forgets to pay attention, if you will, to grander pictures, succession plans, uh, the over the overarching nature of how many things need to get done. And because he's in control of so much, it doesn't get farmed out to other places. So that could be one of the reasons why the succession plans for Tom Brady, for Rob Gronkowski, for many other planetary or legendary players. Not only has it faltered, there just hasn't been one because that because he's been too locked in on detail X, Y or Z. I hadn't really thought of it that way before, but given his unique nature, it might be true. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Bill O'Brien. Oh, my God. Bill O'Brien is calling in from Lawrence. Bill O'Brien, what's Joe up? Joe O'Brien. Joe O'Brien. No relation. Joe None O'Brien. Oh. All right, Joe, name, we're still happy. And we're Joe, so happy to hear from you. What's yes. up, Joe? I got this. This has been on my mind for a while, and I've watched the Patriots since the inception of them. And I was a Packers fan before that because my neighbor was Bill Quinlan. Oh, yeah. A defensive end. Back then, in your 50s, I'm that old. I'm 73. Well, good That's, not, that's not that I old. I watched the Patriots, run. and I think Belichick put his head in a little bit of a, a tight spot because mm-hmm. people die from friendly fire. I'm aware of it. I'm a veteran. And uh, I always watch the games, regardless of how bad they stink. And uh, I look at the commercial. After the commercials, there's a guy sitting in a bar pouring a pint of Guinness. Mm-hmm. And I say, he had the best ratio of two-minute drill of any quarterback in any game that I can think of. And his name was Joe Montana. 
Oh, yeah. Why not get him as an offensive coordinator? He's never been a coach. Perfect. But the man knows his football. All right. Thanks, Joe O'Brien. And apparently he's in Guinness ads right now. No, he is. Yeah, I, he is. I, I didn't I know where he was that. going for that, but then I did notice Joe Montana was in that ad. Now, I will say. Does he I got pour thirsty, with, so. with very little foam? Because uh, that maybe then he can execute. Coaching. I didn't notice the foam ratio. You did not notice Perfect that during pour. a beer Perfect commercial. Pour. Yeah, Fitzy Perfect would know. Well, because I don't drink I motor oil. It's not. Are you, Andy, there are fewer calories and carbohydrates in a Guinness than in a Miller Light. You knucklehead. It doesn't taste as good. <laughs> uh, let's go to Paul in Maine. Paul, you're on. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a, a quick question and then a point to make. Um, first, the question. Since the very beginning of the season, you guys, ESPN, the guys on TV, have all been pointing out the obviously obvious flaws in, in the offensive system. And I just can't understand how the uh, the coaching staff and the ownership of the Patriots haven't recognized that. You know, it's the emperor without any clothes on kind of uh, situation. Uh, and then the point I, I'd like to make is New England fans have to get a little bit more realistic on our expectations as well. Every other team in the NFL is trying to win. You know, look at the, the Dolphins. This is the first time they've been in the playoffs in how many years? Six. But everybody has some sincere. But Thanks, Paul. shouldn't the Patriots okay. have an advantage with Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick? They're still here. So that should be an inherent advantage against most teams. You have a better owner and a better coach. And I would say in terms of the fans here, I, I don't think they're unrealistic. You know, I don't think in in the in terms of this season. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think what they were expecting was maybe a return to the playoffs and maybe you actually win a playoff game if you're not seeded against the Bills. But what they got was a regression that you forced on yourself because of the decisions that Bill Belichick made in putting certain coaches in position. What are you giggling at um, over there? Great point by the text line. Joe? Yes. Who sounded old? No offense, Joe. You sounded old. I, I was said, only seventy-two. And how old's Bill? But the man knows his football. <laughs> the guy on the phone was only a couple years older than Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Mega, Mega. Um, the reason why it's like in terms of like accepting reality, other teams want to win. They've been building for their time to take down the Patriots. Everything that like I'll point to the Buffalo game as the most frustrating game. It's not the worst game of the season, but it's the most frustrating game because which the, which game? The last Buffalo game. Okay, the like last the, the, one. Okay. The on. Thursday night game was like they didn't even show up. That was pathetic. I, I almost would want to like that would be the one that I would take off on a sliding scale or say like you play seventeen, only sixteen count towards your record. But the final game against Buffalo, they're in that game with them all the way tooth and nail. Uh, Mac Jones, I thought, played a terrific game, even though the stat line with the three picks in the end doesn't quite resemble that. The game that you that passed the eye test told me that the Pats were in that game all the way. It was self-inflicted mistakes, bad coaching, and not having the proper coaching support, which is what doomed this team all season long, from the first snap in Miami all the way to the final whistle in Buffalo. It didn't. Ha- that's what fr- Pats fans are so frustrated about. It didn't, and it shouldn't have had to have gone down this way, but it did, and that falls squarely at the feet of Bill. There's certain things that you came to expect, like on game day, that mm-hmm. the team was going to be prepared, that the team was going to be disciplined, that special teams was going to be above average. <laughs> and the last three, well, I'd say the last two years, it has not been that. 
It has been in most cases of all those things. Twenty kind of sucked too. Twenty was hell. The end. I put twenty. End of nineteen kind of sucked. Not great. I put more on the roster. Then yeah, the and, and Nick Folk knocking though. through two fifty-yard game winners kind of, I think, covered up some of those special teams issues in twenty. Andy, whereas in twenty-one and twenty-two, it was just straight up like a uh, toilet fire. Like special teams were bad. Save Marcus Jones. Special teams were bad this year. So that brings us back to the offensive coordinator situation. You threw Adam Gaze out there. Well, actually, as, the text line did. Oh, the text line. But he did. was remember there was a connection. He said Bill called him when he was canned by the Jets. Right. Or the Dolphins. Bill. Bill loves a f- coach that has just gotten fired by somebody else. He we'll loves get to. a coach we'll who get to, ruins quarterbacks. <laughs> we'll get to next <laughs> because if you're not calling Bill O'Brien. As of right now, it sounds like you haven't picked up the phone and dialed that number. Who are you looking at? We may have some information on who they're looking at for offensive coordinator coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.